is how do you pick a real estate agent? Yes, so... That can be a couple of different things. Agents are now probably better educated as well as to what properties are going to sell for. Talking about it over coffee when we used to just catch up for coffee and not record it. You talk about it in a way that's accessible and easy to listen. If you've, if you've been in your career for a short while, how do you take yourself to the next level? Yeah. Um, it was Start really a podcast. Yeah, clearly. exactly right. Yeah, epic this voice week part. on the property part. <laughs> Alright guys, welcome back to The Property Pod. You're accessible and easy to listen to way into the property market. I'm your host Aaron Horn, and I'm joined by 414 Property Co. Real Estate Agents, Patrick Berry and John McGregor. Hey gentlemen, how's it going everyone? Yeah, very good, very good. We've got another cracking day here in uh, in Hobart. The mercury is going to hit about 28 degrees. So and I was stressed and I thought our studio was going to be a sweat box this morning. Yeah, yeah. No, we're, we're doing alright so far, so hopefully we can get through today's episode without too much heat, without too much sweat and um, yeah, we have a nice calm episode oh that sounds great <laughs> i know last week we said we missed out on pat being here we spoke with yeah. uh, christy and aaron that was a really, yeah, yeah. really good listen yep had some really good feedback hopefully some people have reached out to the uh, let's talk.gov gtc anyone that knows what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> you show notes yeah would have gone to the episode but, but, that but was, they've still got time too isn't it because at the end of the month when the yes 30th uh, yeah, so 30th. if you want to sneak in and have something to say about uh the greater glenorchy plan before the the 30th. talking points Finish, that's the 30th. Yeah, cool. cool. Um, I, I mentioned on last week's show that would be just the three of us in the studio today, but Pat has found us a guest. I sure have. Good old Instagram has come good for me again. Oh, oh right. You're not getting caught on some of those crazy Insta deals, are you? Like we the, have got Larry and he's selling yeah. us a $99 <laughs> spoon. <laughs> I'm excited. Made of pure copper. <laughs> it's the best. <laughs> no, we've actually got Sally and Sam who own, the, own a buyer's agents in Launceston. So yeah, right. Yeah, yeah we're going to have a chat about the north of the state and see what things are happening up there. That's cool actually. It'd be good to have a couple of experts focused on the north. Launceston is selling just as intent as fast as the properties in Hobart. Yeah, well our mm. boy Simon Presley from up in Brisbane, he's always touting um, Launceston yeah. as a really good investment space. Yep. So it'd be really interesting to kind of talk to um, Sally and Sam of Buyers Agents Tasmania. And, and see if what he's talking about is right. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> other, other than going for the Brisbane Lions, he's normally pretty, pretty he's on point. Yeah. <laughs> No, look, let's jump to those guys. Um, we will we'll chat with them and then we'll, we'll see how we all go. All right. Awesome. 414 Property Co. All types of property for all types of people. At 414 Property Co., we believe that property is for everyone. White collar, blue collar, no collar, dog collar. Whoever you are, we will find the property for you. Contact 414 Property Co. at www.414.com.au. All right, guys, that's right. We're here with our guests today. We've got Sally and Sam from Buyers Agents Tasmania. They've been kind enough to give us some of their time this morning. So um, welcome to the show, Sally and Sam. Thank you for having us. Exciting to be here. Not a problem. It's great to actually get you guys on the mic and speak to someone in our home state of Tasmania that's, um, yeah, living in another area. <laughs> yeah, we're born and bred Launcestons. <laughs> how's, how's things going up there in Launceston at the moment? It's crazy. Lonnie is crazy at the moment. Crazy good. Um, everyone wants to buy a little slice of Tassie. And I think that's statewide, not just Lonnie, but um, people are very excited for our hometown, which is great for us and, and great for the industry and people relocating. 
Have you found that um, the conversations around Launceston have changed? I mean, I remember we're only this story came up yesterday where you know, 10, 15 years ago, you'd mention you're from Tasmania and everyone would just, you know, comment on the fact that you've got two heads, but you'd say the same, you'd say you're from Tassie now and they go, really, Tassie? I've always wanted to go there. You know, it's like, yeah. no, you haven't. So are you finding that the, that story is similar to Launceston as well? I think so. I had a call yesterday actually from a family moving down and they just can't wait. They've never been here, but here it's great and can't wait to move here and so I think it's really changed they're from inner city Brisbane and they want to move to like uh, the northwest coast and they can't wait yeah right and they didn't give you any reason rhyme or reason why they're just excited uh, yeah excited work has driven them down as well but I think it's crazy to think people would laugh at us if we'd say we're from Tasmania when we used to go interstate where now they can't wait to come down here and they want to live here and never seen it before yeah yeah so, so with you guys talking to a lot more buyers on a daily basis um, are you finding that since COVID started and obviously the way works changed and a lot more people able to work remotely that that's been able to shift people to move to the state absolutely and I think also our purchase prices here it's still so affordable to to buy something in the Tasmanian market which is helping and and our border controls made us quite a safe place to be during COVID which I think all of those factors combined and who wouldn't want to live here of course um, all of those things have just made us um, you know really interesting to people which is great. So we've kind of jumped straight into the real estate side of things but could we um, take a, a quick step back and just kind of get your story find out about how you guys got into the industry um, what kind of bit you with the real estate and buyers agents kind of um, I can't think of the word I'm what, trying to say. What, what, how did you get the buyers agents bug? Yeah that's the word say, yeah yeah, yeah. So I've been a property manager in Launceston and in the real estate industry for 16 years. Well, I've worked in the industry for six years, so I've always been in property management. Um, that's how I kind of I kind of fell into the industry really as reception and worked my way up. Yep. So I've probably worked as a property manager for five years now. Um, and then we kind of fell into it. We were given an opportunity to purchase buyers agents from Alex Robinson uh, earlier in the year. So we just felt like it kind of lined up with what we were already doing. Um, We're already helping people purchase investment properties if they were to call. And so that's kind of how it happened really. And we've just taken off with it. Yeah, cool. Mm -hmm. So you you swapped from property management across to the sales side of things. Yes. Yep. So both being property managers um, in our Launceston area and our clients if in within our portfolio of being property managers, if they wanted to sell their properties, we usually knew other clients already in our portfolios that wanted to buy. So we were already un- unofficially helping people. Um, mm. And then when the opportunity arose from Alex to purchase yeah. buyer's agents from him in the middle of COVID, we thought we were quite brave. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Like, sure, we'll buy another business. Um, oh, okay. And here we are. So you guys have bought into the business in 2020 in this kind of flux state of what's happening with the world. Sure did. Best, oh, wow. best of awesome. July. Yeah, cool. I love that. That's really exciting. Um, yeah, we're kind of in the position if we didn't purchase it, he didn't really know what he was going to do with it. And we really liked the name. So yeah. we thought we could do it, but we liked the name to, you know, it kind of attracts a lot of people. So that's kind of why we got yeah. into it, yeah. 
Um, I hadn't actually thought about it, but I can understand how moving from property management across to a buyer's agent role actually works really well. Um, mm. Thinking about the roles that our property managers do on a daily basis, the follow-up, the communication between clients and ensuring that tasks get completed. I can really see how that would sort of gel really nicely when working with buyers. Like me and John as sales consultants selling properties for vendors, um, the buyers, we too tend, because we talk to so many of them, we do tend to forget about them after a while. Not intentionally, it's just the volume that we're working with and we're more geared to the vendor. But I can I can definitely see how a property manager could take on a buyer's agent role and be really successful at it. Absolutely. I think for us, it's natural to be able to help people, um, especially in our local area, when they're asking for you know, yields and they want to know what these properties are going to rent for. And it's natural for us to be able to have those discussions. So yeah. it's been a really nice way to, to fit it alongside what we do. And it's kind of like, as you said before, leveling up, like you kind of started at, like I'm a receptionist, I'm kind of getting my feet wet in the industry and then you're like, oh, well now I've kind of become this property manager and now you're like, oh, now we run our own business as buyer's agents and <laughs> we've got all this wealth of knowledge that we've had in the past. I love it. I think it's really and cool. And we were clever enough to get a name which works really well with SEO. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> just Google and <laughs> boom. Well, how did, how did you find the girls, Pat? Uh, I think you guys followed me on Instagram, yeah, so I found you, you that way. <laughs> that can would you, be Sam. <laughs> can you guys give us an idea of what's happening up in Launceston? I guess you're right in the middle of the state. Um, I've noticed online that it's kind of states that you guys work across the whole state. So you kind of centralised in a, a really, really good position. Absolutely. I think we are in such a fortunate position. It's it's easy for us to get all of the places. We're never usually working with high numbers of clients. Um, and Sam and I, in our personal life, we also like to travel <laughs> with each other, <laughs> we, you know, as if we don't spend enough time with each other already. <laughs> On Saturday, just gone, actually, we were in St Helens bidding at an auction for someone. So this role for us, it, it's really interesting that we can be seeing parts of Tassie, being interested in real estate, helping people and all, mm. all the fun things together. So yeah, the, the market definitely, we're finding more inquiry for Launceston at the moment, um, whether that's because we're based in Launceston, although people are ideally, you know, searching for buyers agents Tasmania, I think the returns at the moment for investors uh, are really impressive for Launceston. So we haven't had to do a, a ridiculous amount of statewide travel. Um, we did some Hobart trips and we purchased in Burnie recently. So that was a a bit of both spectrums. Yeah, so I guess kind of finding the properties and, and reaching out and getting that um, wealth of knowledge across the whole state is kind of the relationships you've built previously through your property management skills and now you're kind of being like, oh, yes, we do know a little bit more about Bernie. We know a little bit about St Helens as you were there. You guys weren't bidding like the guy did on the block the other night, were you, with the crazy numbers? <laughs> Did you happen to see I that? I heard about that. No, we weren't, sadly. Yeah. <laughs> it was an interesting auction. Yeah, it was a very slow auction. Um, blocks of land, actually. And very early on, it got to a $100 increment, probably oh, wow. $20,000 away from the purchase price. So it was very slow. Yeah. <laughs> when it was our team, we're like, 1000 more, 1000 more. Yeah. Like, speak that. Uh, yeah, it was yeah interesting time. One of the biggest things, I suppose, is a bit of frustration for buyers locally we're seeing is just the level of competition in in the marketplace obviously you know lots of people come through the open for inspections we're seeing a lot of inquiry coming in um what's that like from your perspective where you're um are you still dealing with that level of competition with the properties you're purchasing yeah it has been quite competitive for us especially people um coming in with cash to be able to 
buy something. I think we're, that's how we're losing a lot of ours. Yep. You know, our clients do have to get finance, which makes things difficult, um, but understandable. Mm. We try and when a, we have a client come and speak to us, we get their brief and we send it to all our like people in our circle that know that want to help us. Yep. Especially if it's Launceston, we do have quite a good relationship with a lot of agents. Mm-hmm. So if we can try and get in there before the first open home or try and get something off market, which is quite limited, but there are a few there. That's how we're helping a lot of our clients at the moment. So we'll see something going open home on Saturday. We'll call that agent and beg to yeah, get in there through. on Thursday. Yeah. And then we put the offer in. Yeah, cool. <laughs> which has been working well. <laughs> and, and what type of people have you found have been um, taking up your services? Are you getting first-time buyers, investors, kind of what – Either investors or people moving down um, or people that keep missing out. So people that might be moving down for work and they keep just doing sight unseen um, but just keep missing out with their offers. So we've had a couple of those that have been out of help. Um, But, yeah, mainly investors at the moment or, yeah, people moving down. I guess um, because have you you found as well – where obviously people in Australia aren't normally used to thinking that they would pay an agent to help them find a property. Is that, um, do you actually get many first home buyer inquiries in that sense? Um, or do they, you know, talk about your services or they just don't even think about it? I don't think they think about it. And I don't think a lot of people know that we're here, one thing, um, and really know what we're here to help them with. So if, um, that's kind of one thing we're working on at the moment is trying to get our name out there more so people know that we're here and what we're going to do to be able to help them. Right. Um, but once we can get someone on the phone and we explain how we would assist them, you know, we, can, we get 80% of people across the line to sign up with us. Yeah, sure, sure. As, as the guy on the other side of the desk that just does all the media for these guys and not knowing anything about real estate, prior to having another buyer's agent on the show before, I had no idea what it was. I was literally blown away that the concept of having someone be in your corner and go and do the um, searching for you. I just thought that was completely foreign. But now after speaking to uh, two other buyers agents previously on the show, it just seems like a no-brainer that like if, you, if you're busy or you're kind of trying to buy out of area, like someone moving from the mainland, you want to move to Hobart, yeah. you want to move to Launceston, you want to move anywhere in Tasmania, why wouldn't you use an expert or someone like yourselves who've been in the industry for years who are like, oh, yeah, we know how to find good places and we can do it. Yeah. Yeah, and I know what we're like. Like people are time poor and if we can outsource something for a reasonable price, we will do that. Absolutely. So we will be like, okay. Well, what's the – um? so what – now, you both had mentioned you've known each other for quite some time then. It seems that way. Uh, but what, how do you work your business? So are you both doing the same tasks or are you, are you one, one takes care of one end and one does something else? How do you actually structure your business working in a team? To start with, because we weren't really across how it was going to work, mm. um, we set ourselves up. Our email is Sam and Sally. So everything, we have one email and we would check everything to start with and we'd be across everything and we'd BCC everyone into everything. We did a lot of that to start with. A couple of months in, now we do week on, week off in monitoring the emails, as silly as it sounds. Mm -hmm. Um, Both our numbers are on the website and it just comes down to who's available quicker. You know, if a client needs to look at a property today, whoever can get there quicker between Sam and I, that's what we do. Um, I have children, bless their sweet little souls. (laughs) Um, So Sam does a lot more of weekend um, and after school hour appointments, things like that for us, definitely. She she does an amazing job at that. Yep. So we, we just share it around how we need to. Um, Capacity-wise, we'll never plan to have a high number of clients at any one time because Certainly. I think it's such a 
reactional role. If you've got five people that want you all at once and you're not available, then you could be doing a disservice mm-hmm. to your client because they need you to be there quickly for them. So right. yes, that's how we've worked it from now from, you know, what are we, five months in? Yeah. Yeah, five months in. And so, whoever kind of has the initial phone call with that one client, we kind of follow that right through so they don't get confused yeah, yeah. with so, who they're dealing with. So we kind of both have our like walk to two or three people we're, we're working with separately but together. But yeah. we'll make the phone call or so kind of yeah. when you've got clients coming in, I guess you sort of have to be careful. You can't really have two families both wanting the similar type of thing, can you? Or uh, you'll be beating right. against yourself. So right. do you have yeah. to sort of like, um, I haven't really thought about it when we've spoken about other buyers agents, mm. but I guess you really can't, you've got to be selective on who you can take on and who you can't take on based on what their requirements are so that you can give them that level of service. Yeah. Or does it become we, a Sally versus Sam sort of showdown? I'll take yeah. one, you take the That's other and we'll see who oh, wins. No. <laughs> <laughs> thought about that luckily we haven't had that happen like we've had people want similar things but they're in a different price bracket yep. but we have it has crossed our mind before i think we've just decided that we'll just work for one person yeah. it's just too risky i think yeah. if one didn't get it and the other one did uh, <laughs> there's a reality yeah, tv show in up hating each other and we've had a few people actually ask us that a couple of times when they've been interviewing us on our services they've asked us the question you know are you working with other clients looking for this particular brief and we've just very openly said you know if we if we got to that we would put someone on on hold or refer them depending on where they're looking yeah. you know they could be potentially mm-hmm. referred to another buyer's agent um in tasmania if they're an investor so if we could do that we would rather than you know we certainly wouldn't have two people competing for the same. So how do you, could you walk us through what um, it's like to build a relationship with a client? Because I mean, purchasing a property for investments, you know, obviously a little bit different. You can, you know, play the numbers. But what about then mm-hmm. if you're building a relationship for a house they're looking to move into? You know, I'm, you know it's not, I can't imagine just be a 10 step questionnaire and look, let's go for it. Can you walk us through <laughs> no. what happens when you No, it's a, a lot of time and we do rely heavily on our property management backgrounds. Um, so because we've spent years in that role where it's not just a quick sale and then you're you know not dealing with your vendor or your purchaser again that's that long-term communication building um i think it comes naturally to us um and certainly sam and i are also different sorts of people so someone i would work well with someone more fluffy sam would work well with someone that's i'm not going to say which is good um yeah. so we can tell usually from that initial phone call who that client might be best working with to right. start with. So, um, but so, I think it's just putting the time in with them. They really do need time, especially, you know, investors, not so much. As we said, they're looking for particular things, the yield purchase range, all of those things. Mm. But for a tree changer, someone wanting their dream home here in Tassie, we can be spending a lot of time with these people. And I think you just need to give them your time. They're, pay- they're paying for your time for you to get to know them and understand what's important to them. Um, Something interesting we've learnt is that our opinion, what we feel about a property, isn't always what the client is looking for (laughs) or something that would not be ideal for us. So we learned early on um, a couple of things. We just went to say things 
more in an investment sense. Oh, no, it wouldn't. No, 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 not that area. Um, and just certain things that we realised that, you know, the client was looking for something different than our personal opinion. So we, we're trying to be, you know, still give that and be really factual and honest, but just being aware that it, it's yeah. not, yeah, it's it's their purchase, yeah, mm-hmm. not ours. As much as we love spending other people's money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's been interesting to learn and I would say for us would be an ongoing we just need to be mindful all the time of the clients yeah. and how they're feeling. What are a couple of common questions that, um, that or common fears that people might have about engaging a, a buyer's agent? I think um, fear number one would be what if everything you're telling me is a lie? Ah, <laughs> what okay. if everything I can see on the internet and everything you're showing me is great, but you're not showing me, you know, the suburb or you're not giving me that information? So. Mm. We make it very transparent mm-hmm. to show them as much as we possibly can in terms of video because videos don't usually lie and we don't edit our own iPhone videos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's a bit of a fear for people. You know, will I like it? Am I getting good value? Um, value is usually easy to to show for an investor because you, we can rely on, on statistical data to help us. Yep. Um, tree changes with values a little bit different for them. Are they going to overpay? Sometimes in this market they are. If they want the property, they've got yep. to go in all, all guns blazing. So they would be some fears that I could think of. Yeah, that's a good question. Huh? How does an owner take it when you tell them that they're going to, or purchaser take it when you tell them they're going to have to overpay if they want the house? Is that an easy conversation? Yeah, or? I feel like they're used to it now, especially if they've missed out on a couple and then we've worked, found out what it's sold for and they're like, right, okay. Yeah. Investors, they don't really mind because we don't want them to overpay either. We want them to get a good return. Mm. But home people moving down, they're realizing they have to pay more because a lot of our market at the moment is offers over yeah x amount. Same here, and so you know we're putting in high bids. Yeah, and with multiple offers, obviously they only have their their best chance at it. So mm. sometimes we just say to people as bluntly as this sounds, "What are you prepared to lose this property for?" Yeah, and sometimes they have to have to take that approach in our market, especially in Launceston, where, you know, it's not uncommon for our properties under multiple offer to be sold fifty to seventy thousand dollars more than the asking prices at the moment. And yeah. a lot of cash purchases. Mm. So our clients really have to be prepared if they want a tree change to perhaps overspend a little bit, which I would say isn't the traditional role as a buyer's agent. Our role is to you know, ensure that our client isn't overpaying, but mm. in this market there certainly is some of that happening, I would suggest. Well, I even think it's not even uh, overpaying is probably the wrong word for it because it's more so that it's an opportunity cost, really. It's just oh, yes. right, right now. Oh, as it yeah. means that yeah. um, you're not overpaying. It's just right now. The, in order to secure this opportunity, this is what you have to pay. Um, and it's, yeah. it's as simple as that. So it's that, you know, that psychological shift in some ways. And I think the way you have, you're approaching it where people are just enabling themselves to be educated, to know that, look, you know, at the moment, you know, you can see these five properties. This is the process that they've gone through. So this is the new, you know, cost of these of these opportunities moving, you know, in the coming months. So we have to be prepared for that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, you've nailed that, Mac. That was a, a very good Macism. <laughs> yeah, sales training one hundred and one will be down. Well, <laughs> you know, talk. We'll about send him to you. Yeah, they 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 they, want, they like they like it when I leave. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send you on a tree change, mate. Yeah. 
Well, guys, I think what we might do is uh, wrap things up. Been awesome having you on. I was just thinking before, like you've kind of you're fresh into this new role with your new business. It'd be great to get you back on the pod maybe a year from now if interested, and we could kind of just touch base again and be like, you know, what have we learned in 2021 and, and how are <laughs> things? And if we're on two different skypes, like not in the same room, you yeah. know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Business <laughs> Relationship breakdown. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, no, it was really cool. It was really, um, really interesting to kind of find out how you guys are, have set up. And yeah, I'm really pumped that you guys have just taken it on in this kind of crazy year. And yeah, you're just running with it. It's really, really exciting. That's the thing. It might, and not might, so much. Yeah, well, it's only young for five months, but like you both said, you've got 21 years of real estate experience there. So it's a pretty deep well of knowledge that um, people can engage with with your services. So it's really exciting. Yeah, it is. It is. We, we say COVID's been kind to us. Mm. I think it's been a a great time for us to purchase this business for people that need some help to get here in Tassie and haven't been able to. So here we are. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. All right. So that's Sally and Sam from Buyers Agents Tasmania. You can find them at www.batas.com.au. So buyersagenttas.com.au. You guys are on Facebook, Pat Found you on Instagram. Um, people can reach out to you and find you. I'm sure after this listen, they will. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. No problem. Thanks for, Thanks for being on the show. Thanks, guys. Well, well, well. What a great chat. Well, and we're not sweating that much. No, it's not. It, it's not. It's actually still pretty good. In no, I think. I think it was light, breezy, and easy. The um, the girls were really, really good to talk to, and yeah. it's just, it's just awesome that they've just started up, kind of just taken twenty twenty by the balls and said, yeah, let's make much. it our own. It's awesome. But I think, like you said before, Pat, you're surprised how what's it is synergistic. The right, no, it's not a word. Let's just drop that. But, <laughs> You know, like the idea where a, a property, an experienced property manager is actually probably the best person to step into a buyer's agent's role. I think it is. And yeah. I've never thought about that crossover between the two different roles. But yeah. now it makes yeah. perfect sense. Absolutely. I can see why those two girls are killing it in Launceston because the way a property manager does their day-to-day jobs, I can just see it marrying so well when working with purchasers to Absolutely. find their dream home. Yeah. No, yeah. it was great to have them on. No, it was really cool. Thank you to Sally and Sam of Buyer's Agents Tasmania. Um, I think I mentioned their socials and websites and stuff just before we signed off with those guys. But yep. again, we'll add it in the show notes. We'll um, get a transcript done up of the show and put that all together. And look, it would be awesome to have them back on. They were really, really engaging, really interesting. And I'd love to know more about Launceston. Yeah, me too. First me time you've ever said that, I reckon, as. Hey, I used to live in Launceston. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Don't you remember coming up to Box Street? We used to go to cause silly... I remember rolling up, rollerblading up and down that street late one morning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Sands clothes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah cool look we don't know what's going to happen on next week's show but um i reckon it'll be just probably the three of us finally getting to bunker down and bring in some topics that we like actually i found a good one last night i'm not going to mention it i'm going to keep it under my belt Ooh, surprise episode yeah you, guys. Aaron Horn. you know it's going to be good when aaron comes to the table with the content oh yeah it's going to be, <laughs> be ninja turtles <laughs> probably a terminator reference <laughs> well folks look forward to that next week <laughs> You're listening to the property part. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys. See everyone. See you, gents. You have been listening to the property part, produced and edited by 414 Media House in conjunction with 414 Real Estate and McGregor First National Propriety Limited. This podcast is general information only, and the thoughts and views expressed is the opinion of our panel, and listeners should always seek then use their own investigation into any topic we discuss to ensure they fully understand their own situation. It does not constitute and should not be relied on as purchasing, selling, financial or investment advice or recommendations expressed or implied, and it should not be used as an invitation to take up any agent or investment services. 
No investment decision or activity should be undertaken on the basis of this 